Hello, welcome to a new day. This is Sheila. Well, today I want to take a few minutes to talk with you about what's been going on in our nation. And we've we've had a lot of things happening. We're dealing with uh, the pandemic of COVID-19 virus that's been going on and still having to deal with the effects of that and, and still practicing social distancing and and some things have changed, but we're still being careful and making sure that we're staying protected and making sure that we do our part as to not spread the, the virus. And, and we're prayerful and we're continuing to pray that that we will see that this situation would be would be brought down and that we're no longer being affected by this disease. But I want to take some time today also on this podcast to talk about what everyone else is talking about at this time, which is not only the pandemic that's going on in our country, dealing with COVID-19, but also what's been going on um, with innocent lives, with people of color having to find themselves in a crisis. We having to find, because I'm black having to find ourselves in a crisis, whereas we're seeing uh, people of color losing their lives simply because of the color of their skins. We've we've all had to uh, readjust our lives and the way we do things over the past few months. and, And we've been challenged, you know, in how we communicate with our families and And just how we do things in general because of the virus. Uh, We've taken steps to live our lives a little bit different. And it's been challenging and unfamiliar to most of us. But during this pandemic, we've we've been shut in and and we stay home and, and we don't see our families and love on them like we used to or like we would like to. Uh, we, we find that we're working from our homes, having to school from our home, all because we want to stay protected and make sure we keep others protected. So we've, done, we've been doing our part. We've been doing our part to adhere to the instructions that we've been given in maintaining social distancing. We've done what we've been asked to do because that's what we do as citizens of this United States. We we try to abide by the rules, the laws of the land to do what is expected to uh, of us so that we can live a quiet and peaceable life so that we can do what's right. We try to stay on track. But sadly, that's not true in every aspect in every person's life. While we've been doing our parts to obey the instructions that's been given us, we've still been having to deal with another pandemic that has been spreading, that's been killing and taking innocent lives without warning. And that pandemic I'm referring to is is the pandemic of racism. That's right, racism. Something that we would like to say it's gone, but it's not gone. You know, not for the African-American community. We, It's never been gone for us. You know, a lot of people maybe in other races would say, get over it. You know, 
uh, while we still talking about this in 2020, but you know, and this has been been said over the years, what that is not that's not uh, going on in this country. Men have been in denial, refusing to think that this is real. But now, it's just really come to the light that it is real. It is not a figment of any persons of color imagination. It is not someone being overly sensitive. It is a real issue that needs to be addressed continually. I'm not the first person talking about it. There, It has been talked about for a long while and we need to continue to talk about it and not only talk about it, but do something about it. We've been living with this disease for so long that we have become just desensitized. It's, it's not... It's not even anything that is uh, out of the ordinary, that we have adjusted ourselves to live with it, and we ought not be there. We ought not be there. We're not living in a time of segregation. We're not living in a time of slavery. We are living in a time where we're supposed to experience equality for all people. And so we ought not be talking about this in 2020. It ought not be an issue. But yet here we are. Here we are. Yes, we've sought the cure during the civil rights movement. But it was never a cure. It was only masked by something else. It it was never done away with. It was sleeping. Because it took people an opportunity to adjust to a new way of doing things because the laws were demanding for us to make change. So people were adjusting the way they uh, approached how we were doing things now. But their mindsets and hearts were still the same. And so now we're seeing people are now manifesting what has always been in their hearts. And then we're seeing also the children of those whose hearts never change, walking around manifesting and distributing the same type of evil that was being perpetrated uh, uh, by their, their ancestors and by their parents. And so we're now having to still deal with old issues that should have been dealt with over the years. And and we should have been be experiencing healing. We should be experiencing change. We should be experiencing equality in, in, in a greater degree than we are now. And we should not be experiencing all the racism that is taking place in this nation. We're finding ourselves right now experiencing such hatred being perpetrated against the race of African-Americans for no apparent reason other than being black. And here we are, like I said, in 2020. And this mask of racism is been, has been removed. It's been removed because it is not people walking around trying to hide anything. People are, are being bold enough to express who they are. The hearts of many are being exposed and, and their true hearts are coming to the light. 
But the question is, what makes anyone think that they can do what they do, that they can kill another human being based on their skin color without having any fear of consequences? What makes any law enforcer misuse his power and authority to cause unfair treatment against someone simply for the color of their skin? Tell me, I, I, why do we have those that commit such evil in this country, in this country of America, the land of the free, the home of the brave? Why do we feel, why do those that feel rather that they can do all manner of evil and not suffer any con consequences? It is because that they base their entitlement, I believe, on the color of their skin. It is that they really believe that this is a white America and because they are white that they are protected. I believe that they believe that those that are in authority that can protect them has the same mentality and heart as they do. Being black myself, I do oftentimes uh, see oftentimes that we have a disadvantage. We do in some in some situations, in some instances. Our blackness gets overlooked. Our blacks gets tolerated in situations when we have money, when we have influences, that we get treated a little better or, or a little differently in public or before our faces. But what about those that don't have those resources or influences? Because you know, everybody respects the color green. Yes, no matter whose hands they're in. Because the color green speaks loud. And it's sad that even in, our, in my race, in the African community, African American community, that sometimes there are some that hide behind the color green so that our blackness can be overlooked and that we can be accepted as right. It's, it's kind of looking at as being the haves and the have nots, that invisible divide of the races. And I believe that was perpetrated even by uh, white America you know, putting the races up against each other, the, you know, just like even during slavery, they, they in-house uh, uh, blacks and the, and the field blacks and putting them two against each other. If you were lighter skin, you were in the house, but if your skin was dark, dark, you were out in the field. And so that whole mentality uh, brings forth and breathes into the race of African-Americans. And sometimes our outlook and our thinking is wrong and and we find ourselves doing each other harm and then we have other races looking at us and saying well that you, you don't care about your race if you are destroying each other and you're killing each other why do we have to care and then we find that that people are not respecting our lives and not cherishing who we are as as humans rather than as black people but we all have to do better. There's room for change on all ends. We all have to do better. We as African-Americans have to do better with each other. We have to stop disrespecting each other. We have to stop killing each other. We have to respect each other. And we have to value 
our lives so that no one would disvalue ours based on the color of our skin. If the black race, you know, if the black race can be divided among ourselves, you know, then then we can be broken down because many people do think that we don't care about ourselves and, and, and they just feel like, why should they? But, but, but there are voices. There are voices that I believe that are calling out right now to the injustice that is being perpetrated in this country. I believe that are voices that are calling out from the grave, that are calling out from the grave that is permeating in the atmosphere and that is stirring up the hearts of our young uh, boys, our young men, our young girls, our young women, our old and middle age. I believe that there are voices that are crying out for the for against against the injustice that is being perpetrated in this country. I believe that there are voices that are crying out against the killing of innocent lives simply because they think they can. They're crying out saying, no more will you be tolerated. No more will you be overlooked. No more will you be able to get away with what you have been doing. No longer will you feel free to take a life without the fear of consequences. Because there will be consequences. There will be justice. As many voices that are calling out, no, that are demanding change, we're going to see change. It's those who has been, who has opposed this new day that's that's upon us, this new day where we're not going to continue to be fighting for liberty and freedom and equality based on our skin color, but just because we are humans just because we are citizens of this country that we're no longer going to have to fight for what belongs to us as well. In this new day, we're going to stand equal with our white brothers, with our yellow brothers, our red brothers, that all people of all races will stand together as one. This change is going to happen. I believe that. This change is coming because we demand change. That's why hearts have to be exposed so we can know who they are. They aren't just the thugs on the street with a gun, hitting the churches and the synagogues or even the restaurants. Uh-uh, no. They are also police officers. We need to know who you are. There are even city and government officials with invisible white sheets on, we need to know who you are. And we need to speak up against them. We now see who they are. And we have to say no more. We're not taking this anymore. Judges that won't do their job, we need to see who you are. 
We need to bring down these people who have been sitting in places of authority by lifting up our voices and demanding that they will be taken out of office, that they will no longer sit there in that seat of authority where they've been called to, to represent all people rather than some people. In the midst of all of this that we're going through and that we've gone through, and that we are yet to experience as we are lifting up our lifting up our voices as we are calling out for justice as we are lifting up lifting up our voices like a trumpet you know i i still have a ringing question in my heart where is the church the church of the firstborn the church of the living god where is the church? I'm not talking about the black church, the white church, the Hispanic church, the Asian church. I'm talking about the church of the living God. Where is the church? Where is the church? I see and hear some of you out there. I see you out there lifting up your voices. I see you black. I see you white. I see you. I hear you. But I need to see and hear more of you. We all need to see and hear more of you. Where are my white sisters and brothers? Where are you who named the name of Christ? I need to see and hear you. I need you to be front and center. I need you to come forward. I need you to shine to rise and shine. I need you to take this opportunity that this platform right here to stand upon and to make your voices to be heard because being silent will only betray you as a Pharisee and not as a follower of Christ. Just as Peter followed after Jesus Christ after he was arrested and he didn't want to say anything in support of Jesus, but yet they singled him out and said, he's a follower. He knows him. He's with him. And he said, no, three times. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. And we cannot, uh, we cannot afford to have you not to know us. You can't just know us in the comfort of the church house. You can't just know us just among the Christians. You got to know us in the world. You got to lift up your voices because we are still of one body, many members, but one body. This is not a black fight. This is a fight of humanity. This is a fight where we can come together and stand as one in Christ Jesus. We need you to identify with the pain, with the humiliation, the injustice that is being perpetrated against people of color. We need you to, to come out of hiding. Before this pandemic of the COVID-19, we hid behind our church walls. We stayed in and we preached among ourselves. And, and then when the church doors were closed and we were not permitted to go in there, we became creative and we began to preach even the more using social media and in every avenue that we could possibly use. But let's use those same platforms to preach up against uh, injustice and, 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 and lift up our voices and speak up for what is right. 
to make a bold declaration and declare that we will not tolerate this anymore, that we stand up for justice. We stand up for what is right. So I am calling for the voices of our white Christians, of our leaders, of our pastors, of our business people, our media outlets, to use your voices, your platforms, your truth for the justice that we need to see in our country. We need you to preach the whole gospel, the gospel of love and equality, because keeping silent and failing to speak out will only reveal you and your heart as being a Pharisee. Are we our brother's keeper? Yes, we are, because we stand for the downtrodden, for the weak, and the abuse. We are here to not only pray for change, but to be the change. We stand for what is wrong. We stand up for it to be annihilated, to be disintegrated, to be crushed down. And we stand up for the truth to prevail. We speak up. We speak up and declare truth. This is the time right now. This is the time where we have an opportunity to make our voices to be heard. This is not political. This is not political. This is spiritual. It is a spiritual warfare. It is a spiritual warfare that God has given us authority and power over. But we cannot fight a battle in hiding. We have to be heard and be seen to make that stand so that those, those that the enemy will use will fear and quake in their, in their shoes to know that the living God stands among us and that he is more for us than that is against us, that we stand unified in our faith, that we believe that all men are created equal that all men, that we are all in the image of God, created in his image and after his likeness, that we all bleed red, that we are the image of Christ. We have to stand up, people of God. So I'm calling all of you, black, white, red, yellow, brown, we all need to lift up a standard in the avenue that we are in, in the realm of influence in the on the platform that God has given us. God has given you all great platforms out there. Some of you really have a great following. Use what God has given you and make a difference. Make a difference. We cannot just use it to preach to those that is in our congregations, but it's time to preach to the world and stand up for truth because God has called us to stand up for truth. Will you stand for what is right or will you be silent and wait for someone else to do what's right? Saying nothing is just as deadly as taking a gun and shooting someone. Use what God has given you, your voice to lift up a standard. You do make a difference. And together, we all can make a difference. Well, 
this is a new day and I pray that we all will see a greater new day coming upon the horizon, that we're going to see something that we've not seen before. We're going to see racism brought down and crushed to the ground. We're going to see us stand together as one. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I want my grandchildren to see different than what we are seeing right now. It is in the making, but no change comes for free. You have to fight for it because you know why? Freedom is not for free. Freedom is not for free. It comes with a fight. It comes with a fight. Anything worth having comes with a fight. The very fact that we have the freedom of salvation came with a price. It came with a fight. It came with a fight where that's why Jesus ended up giving himself up to be hung on a cross because freedom was not free. The freedom to choose to serve Christ. They came against him to kill him, to arrest him, to hang him on a tree. But he willingly gave up his life because he knew that he was the price to be paid for our freedom. Let our voices be the price. You know, we've, we've seen where blood was spilled during the civil rights movement for the for the cost of freedom, but let's let's use our voices because we can make a difference, people. We really can. That as we come together as one, being that mighty fist, that we can be a mighty weapon in the hand of God to make a difference. So I'm asking you, let us all stand together and let's remember to continue to pray, to continue to, pr to pray and to believe God for the change that is coming to this United States of America. God bless you all. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may his face continue to shine upon you. And may he continue to give us all his peace. I love you. Until next time, have a new and wonderful day. God bless you.